Amen. Thank you, Solomon. Thank you. Amazing. God is here. God is amongst us. God is doing something. And I really believe in my spirit that even though God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, that God is going to do a new thing. I see a new thing. I believe in a new thing that is coming. And um, last week, um, Pastor Andy, um, in, his, in his word, great word on, on why stay in the wilderness when we can live in the promised land. And he shared um, a verse that was being burning on his heart over the last few months from Isaiah 42, 16. I will lead the blind by ways they have not known. Along unfamiliar paths, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake them. And I want to say to us this morning that if God is going to turn the darkness into light, if God is going to make the rough places smooth again, then it means that we've got to endure the times of darkness. We've got to persevere through the times that are rough if we are to see God turn from darkness into light. If he's going to turn the rough places smooth, then we've got to hold on to the hope that we profess for he who promised is faithful and surely he will do it. We've got to endure the times of pressure. We've got to persevere through the times of crushing. If we are to see a mighty move of God in our lives, if we are to follow him along an unfamiliar path, then we as followers of Jesus, we've got to through, go, go through times of pressure. We have to go through times of crushing. Now, this is not a comforting word to start with, is it? But there's good things to come through it all. You've got to go through times of crushing. I'm believing for a season of new wine in our lives. And the process of new wine, to get new wine, you've got to go through crushing. You've got to crush the grapes. There's got to be pressing for something new to come out of it. See, if we look through Scripture, we see time and time again where people of faith go through a season of crushing, a season of pressure, a season of uncertainty in order to see something new of God. Joseph, for example. Joseph said to his brothers, the brothers who sent him to slavery and told their father that his son was dead. He said to his brothers in Genesis 50, 20, you intended to harm me. But God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, saving many lives. And the Apostle Paul says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who are being called according to his purpose. Really important word in that verse, all. All things. All things God works for the good of those who love him. Not a few things, not just the big things, not the easy things. All things, which means it's the painful things in life. It's the hard things, the disappointing things, the frustrating things, the hurtful things. It's all the things that you are feeling when you feel weak, inadequate, defeated, crushed. God works in all of that. And I'm believing it. God will turn a new day, a new season of pressure into power. God will turn a new season of chaos into breakthrough. God will turn the new day of fear into courage, a new season of pain into joy. God will turn a new season of what seems like a defeat, as we sung this morning, into victory. God will turn a new season of darkness into life, and he will make the rough places smooth again. And I am believing, expecting for a great harvest, a harvest that is so vast where we won't be able to get our head around the work of the Lord because it will be so miraculous and so wonderful. Amos 9.13, the days are coming, declares the Lord. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when the reaper will be overtaken by the plowman and the planter by the one treading grapes. New wine will drip 
from the mountains and flow from all the hills. This is the message translation. Yes, indeed, it won't be long now. God's decree, things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere where you look, blessings. Blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. See, usually the plowman and the reaper, they work separately. But there is a season where they bump into each other because there's so much harvest going on. Now, I'm not a prophet. I don't want to come across all weird about it, but I'm expecting for something miraculous to come in the life of the church. I'm expecting for something miraculous to come in the life of Derby City. There are blessings to come, and blessings come from the unexpected places in your life. They come through the places that look defeated. They come through the places that look frustrating. There is miraculous blessings to come. It comes through crushing. It comes through times of pressure. It comes from places that seem impossible. New wine comes from a process, process of crushing, of pressure. It's one of the key steps. And if new wine is to come for our lives, then we need to persevere through the crushing and be ready for something new and be willing to step into something new. In Matthew 9, Jesus is talking to John the Baptist and the disciples, and there's a conversation going on about fasting. And his disciples, John the Baptist's disciples are like, why is your, your disciples not fasting? They're having a bit of a thing going on. But... Jesus reveals lots of illustrations through Matthew 9 from verse 14 to 17. But he goes on to say, Neither do men pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst. The wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins and both are preserved. There's something new. See, in biblical times, wine was not kept in glass bottles, but in goatskins sewn around the edges to seal the bags, new wine expanded as it, as it fermented, stretching its wine skin. After the wine had aged, the stretched skin would burst if more new wine was poured into it. Therefore, new wine was always put into new wineskins. The purpose of Jesus coming to earth was to bring something new. He did not come to repair the old religious system with its rules and its traditions, Jesus came to reveal something completely new. He came to be someone that moved amongst people like no other. He touched the lepers. He ate with tax collectors. He spoke with Samaritan women. He spent time with sinners. This was something completely new. It was unheard of. Jesus came to be the gospel. Jesus came to be the good news. And this new way did not fit into how things were done in the culture of the religious leaders, religious leaders which led Jesus to be challenged, to be betrayed, to be mocked, to be beaten, and to be put to death on a cross. Jesus was crushed, but we know it didn't end there. New wine was coming. Jesus was raised back to life. He appeared to many people, ascended into heaven, and the Spirit of God was poured out onto believers. The Holy Spirit came. And this gospel remains new today because it's been accepted. People's lives are being transformed today because of the good news of Jesus Christ. It has not stopped. The gospel is still spreading across our city, across our nation, and across our world. It does not stop the good news of Jesus Christ. And when we choose to follow him, we must be ready for something new. We must be prepared for new ways to live, new ways to serve, and new ways to be around people, which I believe leads to a new season of new wine. 
So how can we be ready and expectant for miraculous blessings? How can we experience and see new wine drip from the mountains and flow from all the hills, as mentioned in Isaiah 42, 16? Firstly, I say to us this morning, walk by faith like never before. Walk by faith like never before. I remind us all again today how we follow the Lord Jesus. And these are from the words from the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. And walking by faith means that we walk through times of pressure. It means following an unfamiliar path, journeying through ways we have not yet known. Just like Abraham did. Genesis 12, 1, the Lord said to Abraham, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. It means doing something that seems a bit foolish to others. Just like Noah did. He built a massive boat, a massive ark, even though it hadn't rained. It was a foolish thing to other people. It means doing something that seems a bit ridiculous to you, just like the servants did at the wedding in Cana. The wine had run out. They filled the jars with water, just as Jesus told them. They drew some out and took it to the master of the banquet. They needed wine, not water. The servants didn't see any wine at all through this process, but they did it anyway. See, why did Abraham leave his country, his people, and his father's household? Because God said so. Why did Noah build an ark? Because God said so. Why did Joshua march around the walls of Jericho? Because God said so. Why did Moses go back to Egypt? Because God said so. Why did the prophet choose the young shepherd boy, David, to be king of Israel? Because God said so. Why did the servants fill the jars to the brim with water? Because God said so. All these people and many more through scripture, you can see, they can see pain, they can see frustration, they can see confusion in what God had asked of them. And we might feel like this. I'm still following the Lord, but all I can see is brokenness. All I can feel is pain. All I can feel is betrayal. All I can see is a defeat. All that I feel is a failure. And just like those who have gone before us, we can wrestle with, God, with what God is asking of us. But I encourage you in this season, if you are to see miraculous blessings, if you are to enter miraculous breakthroughs, if you are to see new wine, then you need to walk by faith like never before. These guys walked by faith like never before. They entered new, scary territory. They walked through the darkest valley. They did it even when everyone else was against them. They held on to what God was asking of them. And it is through these storms of life where God shapes us, he molds us, and creates us and reveals his power in us and through us. See, I love this from T.D. Jakes. He says recently, he said, in front of every major move of God, there will always be some sort of storm, some sort of challenge, and some sort of test. When you run into your Goliath, you are coming into your kingdom. David needed Goliath. Let me add some more. Moses needed Pharaoh. Joshua needed Jericho. Joseph needed his brothers. Jonah needed that whale. Daniel needed that lion's den. I needed those bullies at school. I needed these moments when everything may seem like it's going against me. Because as Jake says in his book, Crushing, God knows exactly where to crush you in order to bring you to the place you need to be. See, it might not feel like it, 
but our enemies help us come into our destiny. It might not feel like it, but our storms shape us and mold us into the person he has called us to be. It might not feel like it, but whatever is pushing you back may just be pushing you to the calling that God has over your life. It might not feel like it, but the challenge you are in right now may just be, be preparing you for something new in your life. It's not about what, you're, what you feel. It's not about what you see. It's all about who you believe. It's all about who you believe. You can believe that in this storm you are in right now is just the start of new strength rising within you. You can believe that God has a purpose through this season in your life. You can believe in the storms and the crushing moments of life, new wine is coming. There are miracles and there are promises of God still coming for your life. God said to Abraham, I will give you this land for your descendants. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky. God said to Moses, I will stretch out my hand and strike the Egyptians with all the wonders that I will perform, perform among them. God said to Joshua, just as I was with Moses, I will be with you. And as the servants drew some water and took it to the master of the banquet. The master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. Promises of God are coming for your life, and miraculous blessings are coming for your life. And we need to keep, a find, keep finding a new way of living, a new way of following, and we can only do that with the Lord Jesus. So I say be strong and be courageous, because there is something new going on. New wine is coming from places that are unheard of. They are coming from your Goliath. They are coming from the lion's den. They are coming from the walls of Jericho. They are coming from whatever storm is in front of you. So I say to us today, even when it doesn't look good, even when you go through moments of crushing, hold on to the word of the Lord because new wine is coming. It's coming from places you did not expect. Hold on to the faith that we profess, for he who promised is faithful. He is faithful. Let's walk by faith like never before. Secondly, let's serve the Lord our God like never before. Serve him like never before. 1 Peter 4, verse 8. Above all, love each other deeply. Because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speak, speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. The way we serve is not to bring attention to ourselves, but it's to bring others' attention to the Lord Jesus. If we are serving to get praise, then we're getting it all wrong. The purpose of serving is to give praise. And this church is filled with many people who serve in many teams in the life of the church. It's filled with people of gifting, of character, which is amazing. And your gifting should be used, as the word said. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. But then it goes on to say, as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. See, we've got to be careful that our gifting does not corrupt our character. We are to be faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. 
So it's not all about being in the worship team. It's not all about being in the kids and youth team. It's not all about being in the food bank team. It's not all about Pastor Andy and myself bringing a word every, every other week. Not one team is more important than the other. Our purpose is to give him all the praise. We've got to keep on reminding ourselves why we do what we do. It's to, it's to glorify God and to make him known to others. And yes, God wants to use you in the areas that you serve in, but you know what he may just want to do is use you in the unexpected places at the most in inconvenient time in the not-so-pleasant circumstances. Last Sunday morning, what a morning I had. I wasn't here, but I was on my way to New Life Family Church in Stone. And uh, it's where Matt and Felicia, you know, Matt and Felicia, um, they've come here every now and again. And I'm on my way. It's pouring down with rain. I'm going through numerous puddles. And um, there's a lot of country roads to get there. And I'm coming down this country road, and I see in a distance a big, massive puddle. And I thought, oh, heck. But there's a car coming down, and I can see from a distance, and the car goes through the puddle, and they get stuck. And I'm at a distance, and I'm driving down closely. And this woman comes out, and she starts waving her hands up in the air, and I, and I can hear from a distance something about twins. And I drive down further and further, and she says, I've got twins, I've got twins. So I'm like, oh, dear me, I better go down. So I go down there, and the, the water's gone through the engine of a car. It's literally clogged out. So she, she's trying to save a twin. So she's coming out with the twins in her car, and she says, can I put these twins in your car? I, I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, let me help you. So I've got these twins, four months, four months old. It's nice to know that they fit in the car, to be honest, with anyone coming. So they're in the back seats, and we're trying to ring breakdown. Breakdown are useless. We won't help you because you've driven through a puddle, and it's your fault. I was like, really? Oh, and then I've got cars behind me, like, honking away, thinking, what's going on? I was like, calm down. I've got twins in the back of my car. And this woman, bless her, she's, in a, she's just proper shaking up. She's crying. I'm like, I'm not trying to be sure. Like, it's okay. We'll get through it. It'll be fine. But also in the back of my head, I'm preaching in 20 minutes at New Life Family Church. This is not good. God, what are you saying? I've got to be preaching the word in a minute. So um, I said to her, look, I'm a pastor. I'm going to church. I'm about 10, 10 minutes away. Do you want to come? <laughs> She was like, yes, please. <laughs> so, got in the car. I'm like, look, I'm not being funny, but I'm not going through that puddle after what you've just done. So, I'm turning around, trying to find a new way to New Life Family Church. I'm there with this, this woman, lovely woman, and four-month-old twins in the back of my car. And we're on our way to church, and she was there for the first half hour. And um, her partner came and picked her up, and it was all good. But in that moment, when I'm in my mind, I'm thinking... God, I've got to be sharing the words in like 10 minutes, and I've got this going on. And um, I just felt the Lord say, I need you here right now. I don't need you preaching now. I need you here right now. I need you to be present with this lady right now. 
and bless her, she, she put a post on Facebook saying, can anyone find a number for the pastor that saved me on last week? <laughs> We've got to be ready to serve him in places where you do not expect. It's not all about where you serve in the life of the church. It's how we serve him out there where we find ourselves. See, new wine can be found in the interruptions of your life. Time and time again in the Gospels, we see Jesus being interrupted. How did he respond? He engaged his life with other people. He was present and spoke words of life, of hope, and of love. And we, followers of the Lord Jesus, are to bring light into people's lives that seem dark, that seem helpless, that seem hopeless. We are to speak words of life, of hope, and love. And the more we begin to engage and take the opportunities where God places us, the more we begin to see something new of God the more we will see transformation and new wine. See, new wine comes from serving him in the unusual and unexpected places. The amazing thing is, is that God's blessing for people's lives is shown through us. So I'm saying to you this morning that miraculous blessings are coming for your life. But as you continue to walk by faith like never before, as you continue to serve him like never before, you are being used as a miraculous blessing to other people. New wine is being poured into you as you keep on following Jesus. And as you stay close to him, you are being made new. Let's be the new wineskins. By walking like faith, by faith like never before. By serving him like never before. Finally, love one another like never before. Nelson Mandela said, As I walked out on the door toward the gate that would lead me to my freedom, I knew if I didn't leave my bitterness and hatred behind, I'd still be in prison. 1 Peter 4 verse 8 starts off by saying, Above all, love each other. Above all else, love each other deeply. Above all else, love each other deeply. Maybe some of us are held in prison because we're holding on to bitterness and hatred. I'm telling you, you will, not, you will struggle to see new wine if that is what you're holding on to. New wine comes from the grace of God. It comes through forgiveness. And the Bible says that we should forgive others just as he has forgiven us. And I know we cannot do this in our own strength. We need the Lord's help. We need to allow the Spirit of God to help us in that time. That's that same verse that I said a couple of weeks ago, consecrating yourself. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. We've got to do what the Lord says. Forgive just as he has forgiven you. And some of you this morning might be feeling, well, I just can't forgive. I just can't do it. I'm struggling with it. You might be in a moment of crushing, but I say through the crushing comes freedom. Through the crushing, there is grace. Through the crushing, there can be a love like no other. Through the crushing, there can be strength found like no other. Like no other. Through the crushing, there is great power. And I want to close this morning with some words from the Apostle Paul of what the Lord Jesus has done for us. And the Apostle Paul says that our attitude should be the same as Jesus Christ. And it's from Philippians 2 verse 5, if I can find it. Bear with me. Someone's taken Philippians out of my Bible. It's literally gone. Where are you, Philippians? There you are. Philippians 2, verse 5. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, 
did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus came and demonstrated a love like never before. His body, it was crushed for you and for me. He went through so much pain, so much suffering because of the wrong. The Bible says that the penalty of sin is death. And Jesus went to the cross for me and for you. And it's amazing words from, from Hebrews that it was the joy that was set before him that he endured the cross. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. New wine was spilled. Sin was taken care of. All of our wrong was put on the person of Jesus Christ. Salvation was revealed through himself. And today the hope stands for our life. It is by grace that you have been saved. It is by grace. Today, new wine is here through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm really believing there's more to come. The wedding at Cana, the master of the banquet, tasted the best wine. The best is still to come because God's love is alive and it's active today. Crushing, it's not the end. It's a process, but it's not the end. Therefore, do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. We need to, we need to keep on being made new. If there's going to be new wine, then there needs to be a, cru- a process of crushing, of pressing, and new wineskins are going to be needed. God pours his spirit out into new holy vessels. And I am believing for a great harvest. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when the reaper will be overtaken by the plowman and the planter by the one treading grapes. New wine will drip from the mountains and flow from all the hills. I want to say to Derby City Church today, Get ready for something new. By walking in faith like never before. By serving the Lord Jesus Christ like never before. And love the Lord your God like never before. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and the streams in the wasteland. I am making something new in your life. And you need to go through the crushing. You need to go through being pressed. Something miraculous is coming over your life. I'm believing that for the life of this church. And I'm believing it wherever we go. Open your eyes. When I went down to help that woman on the way to New Life Family Church, later that day I knew that Maddie was praying that that I would open my eyes. Not because I'm a reckless driver, (laughs) but because that I would just open my eyes on the way there. And I pray that this week that your eyes will be open to something new and that you will not be distracted by whatever you had planned ahead, 
that you'll take each moment as it comes and know that there is, there is new wine. There is the power of the Holy Spirit in every moment that you find yourself in. God wants to use you. And we pray that his kingdom come and that his will be done here in Derby, here in this nation, here in our world. Let me pray. Have the band, please. God, you're so good. You are so good. And I just invite your presence to fall in these few moments as we just wait on you. Thank you, Lord, that you are always wanting to do a new thing in our lives. And I pray for boldness, for courage, for people's lives this morning. I don't know what everyone is going through, but God, you do. And thank you that you are in the moments of crushing, that you are in the moments of pressure, you are in the moments of darkness, and that you want to do something in all of that. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. To whatever thing is going on in your life, whether it's a joyful thing, whether it's a painful thing, whether it's a, just a real difficult thing, I say to you this morning, hold on. Hold on to the hope that we profess. For he who promised is faithful. He will bring you through. And there is miraculous blessing to come over your life. Spirit of God, come and rest on every single person right now in these few moments. We're just going to wait for a few moments to see what God wants to do, what he wants to say to you. It's okay, you can wait for lunch a bit longer. Just right now in this moment. going to close our service with um, a song that we sung earlier and the word said you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turned it for good you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turned it for good God is good all the time and he has good things for your life and he wants to do something new and we're going to close our service by worshiping him
by praising him. We're also going to take our offering um, as we close our service as well. It's just the way that we give, um, how we worship Lord, the Lord as well. We worship him through song, but we also worship him with our giving, with our finances as well. Um, please, if it's your first time with us this morning, please let the bag go by. But we're going to worship him as we close our service. So please stand as we, as we declare this song, as we see a victory. Thank you.